Welcome to the Gone Trippin' Podcast. I'm Ren. And I'm Ashley. And we're your hosts for today's podcast. Expect some tangents. You're along for the ride as we interview valued people in the travel industry. From photographers to vagabonds and everything in between. Let us help you make every trip an adventure. Reading the road signs, gone trippin'. One playlist at a time. Gone trippin', odometer's tickin'. My Mountain Dew and Red Bull sippin'. I'm a road warrior on a mission You won't find me just sitting home wishing Cause I am gone tripping This episode is brought to you by Conquest Maps. If you're looking for a really great way to keep track of your travels, be sure to check out Conquest Maps. They have a variety to fit your needs and your style, They have pin boards and posters and vinyl of world maps, USA maps, state maps. They have kinds that you can push pins in as you keep track of all the places that you've been. They have vinyl ones that you can peel off the places that you've already been to. They come in a variety of finishes like modern slate, golden age, that rustic vintage look. You can get the maps across one panel or across three panels. They have really great product, high quality. It's made in the USA. And best of all, they're giving our listeners 20% off with the code GONTRIPPIN. Be sure to check them out at conquestmaps.com. It's that time. Drink of the day. Because every road trip starts with a drink. Today's drink of the day reminds me of when we first met. And I don't know if you remember when we first met, I brought you dinner quite a few times. I believe it was desserts. There was like a week where you brought me a different dessert every night. I did bring you desserts. I I think I brought you like full course meals. Um, I usually would make something on the Traeger for you. One time it was like jalapeno poppers yes. and a milkshake. That's not a full-blown meal. <laughs> uh, for some people it is. <laughs> but uh, one of those times I brought you this one and it's uh, Hubert's Lemonade, Strawberry Lemonade. That is correct on the lemonade. That is not accurate though. I was with you and we were shopping by the Albertsons at your house and we found the lemonade together. Oh, really? Yeah, I think this was after we'd been dating for a little while. Oh, okay. Well, I just remember that when we, I mean, maybe what, two months we were dating? I have no idea. Okay. But on Hubert's Lemonade, there is a giant lemon smiley face. And we got some stickers. We did get some stickers of the lemon smiley face. I think what it is, is when you see that happy lemon, you think of me. I do, especially when it's winking at me, because you wink at me all the time. I don't wink at you You all the time. You do. You (laughs) do. But uh, this is Hubert's Lemonade, Strawberry Lemonade. They also have, I believe, Raspberry and Regular. And I think they have a couple others, but those are the only ones I've tried. I like their slogan. I think you like their slogan, too. Only the best will do? Yeah. That also is a very accurate description of me. Yeah. So we'll give it a try here. That is yummy. That's a good lemonade. It's got a good kick to it. I actually don't like lemonade. Yeah. So... I'm not really the best person to try this drink. <laughs> I just got it the first time with you because I wanted the sticker. <laughs> okay. Well, I like it a lot. I love lemonade. And this one's great. It actually has a uh, little bit of pulp in there, which is always good. That's how you know it's a good lemonade. It's got some pulp in there. Same with orange juice. And the cap confu- says, consuming this product may cause joy. Do you at least feel joy? So much joy. So much joy. Well, I know you're going to feel joy with our next guest. So let's get on with our episode. A couple episodes ago, I had asked if anybody had any referrals for a roller coaster 
Enthusiast. Enthusiast. That's the same word I was going to use. No, yeah. you were not. You were trying to think of the words. So I gave it to you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was going there. That's why um, we work so well, babe. Yeah. A roller coaster <clears throat> enthusiast of like one that you know just really love roller coasters. And not only did I find a roller coaster. Well, I just love. Wait, wait, time out. Not just love <laughs> roller coasters because. Uh, I asked if you wanted to start this our, interview. Our, our, our almost nine year old loves roller coasters, <laughs> but she's not an enthusiast because she's only been on a couple. Our guest today has been on many. He has, and not only has he been on many, but he also has his own podcast about his roller coasters. See, there you go. So it's more than just enthusiast. You picked the enthusiast word. <laughs> Why? What other word would you use? You just said likes them a lot. He does more than likes them a lot. <laughs> well, he rides them a lot. Let's let's introduce our guest <laughs> to begin with. This is Oscar from Peaceful Thrill Seeker. How are you, Oscar? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're doing really good. So how would you describe yourself? Maybe we should have started there. Yeah. Tell us about yourself, Oscar. Well, uh, I tend to think of myself as a roller coaster connoisseur, if you will. That's a okay, much better so, word. <laughs> yeah, that, that's me. <laughs> you know, you know, there's people that, that are wine connoisseurs. I'm a roller coaster connoisseur. So I've been on pretty much most types of roller coasters out there i'm from i'm from queens new york okay and uh i actually moved down here with my wife and son uh june of 2014 to florida we moved down to to orlando florida okay and so i've been riding roller coasters since i was the age of 10 maybe 9 around there and um my first roller coaster experience was actually at six flags great adventure in new jersey and uh, it was the Rolling Thunder, as a matter of fact, which is a wooden roller coaster. And I was terrified the first time I got <laughs> on the roller coaster. And my cousin, um, he was the one that actually got me on the ride. And not only did I get on the ride, it was like front row. So it was front row, <laughs> brand new experience, terrified. Like I was just terrified out of my mind. And then after that first drop, it was like adrenaline kick right in. And it's like, whoa, like I got to do this again. And that day I ended up going on the roller coaster like five times. It just grew from there. And, you know, I would go to Six Flags a lot. Um, well, I've actually been to theme parks basically on the East Coast. Most of them on the East Coast. Hers- How about Hershey uh, Park? Hershey Park, okay. I've been to Dorney Park, uh, I've been to the Six Flags in uh, upstate New York. Um, I've been to the, well, actually, I've been to both Bush Gardens in Williamsburg and in Tampa. Um, let's see, uh, all the Florida parks basically here. Right. I was going to um, say, you're kind of in like roller park heaven there with Bush Gardens and Disney and Universal Studios, all right there in Orlando, right? Yeah, it's, it's so much fun here because it's like the theme park capital of the world here. So it's like, whoa, you get, you know, like you get to pick your poison, like right. <laughs> which one you want to go on. So when I moved to the Midwest, a lot of people who hadn't been there kind of be like, why are you moving to Ohio? What's in Ohio? But people who had lived in the Midwest, the first thing they say is like, well, have you been to Cedar Point? Have you heard of Cedar Point? Which I had never heard of Cedar Point ever. And I wouldn't say I'm a, a roller coaster enthusiast, but I do like theme parks and I do like rides and attending them. And so we looked up Cedar Point, but finally somebody was like, Cedar Point is in Sandusky, Ohio. Every roller coaster in Cedar Point has at one point held some kind of world record. 
I yes, uh, there's one called called the Dragster, which is similar to to the King Daka, which is in Six Flags Great Adventure. At the time, the Dragster I think went 120 miles per hour and went up I think 400 feet. Meanwhile, uh, when King Daka came out, which is like around 2005 2006. Um, it surpassed it. It went from zero to 128 miles per hour in less than three seconds That's and crazy. went up 456 feet at the time. Now, there's, there's a new world record holder now, but... That that's in Dubai, and I haven't been there yet. So, well, so that's, <laughs> I definitely want to go there and check that out. But that's what I think is so crazy is that randomly in the middle of the U.S., there's this huge theme park that every single one of the roller coasters has held a world record at some point, and yet I had never heard of it. So, have you? When well, because you, you're not a connoisseur. That's true. You're an enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> but have you, I mean, are your favorite roller coasters the big ones that everybody knows about? Or do you like to find the ones that people don't know about? Or are you just like, if it's a roller coaster, I'm on it? It's a combination of both because there, there's like, there's small theme parks that are around, you know, like the United States. Like, for example, here in Orlando, we have what's called Fun Spot. Fun Spot is um, is your that's the best way to put it. it. It's like a county fair, but it's it's like way nicer. So it, <laughs> we had it. So, we actually, but had it's it. still it's still great. Like county fairs and everything, like those little roller coasters that they have, the little one. Right. Like you know, they're kind of cool. But with Fun Spot, uh, Fun Spot has that nostalgia. Plus, they throw these roller coasters in there. That you would think, oh, that's not a big deal. But then you get on, it's like, yeah, I like this a lot. So <laughs> this is awesome. Um, so to me, Fun Spot and Parks of That Ilk, uh, I think, provide some of the best ride experiences that you can have in well, terms of like the hidden gem theme parks, you know? Well, I grew up in Boise, Idaho. And I, when I was a kid, I remember there, we had a, a Fun Spot in Boise. I don't know if there is a relation to the, the fun spot in Orlando or in uh, Florida down there or not, but it was basically almost like a, a county fair atmosphere, bumper cars, those type of things. Um, yeah, so I think it's the same one because okay. they have like, you know, different locations across the country. Okay. Yeah, so, they got yeah. rid of it when I was like 10, which was a bummer. But, uh, but so you always, are not a roller coaster enthusiast. No, I'm a tilt-a-whirl guy. Yeah, you're a spinny ride guy, right? Not necessarily spinny ride guy, just the tilt a whirl. That's like my it's my jam. <laughs> I pretty much I don't I don't like waiting in lines. So when I go like we go to Hershey Park, I pretty much get on the tilt a whirl with the kids and then I hold stuff, right? Well so Oscar, you mentioned <laughs> <laughs> that's why we bring a stroller. <laughs> you mentioned that you Well, have- if lines are not your thing, uh, I don't think, you know you know what happened today in terms of you know the ride premiere for you know for the Harry Potter coaster Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure would have been your thing. What <laughs> happened? What happened today? The line was ridiculous. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I usually go and uh, watch. You mentioned you have a nine-year-old son, and have you taken him on any roller coasters or done any of that? Well, funny thing, <laughs> with Ryan, um, he started riding roller coasters at the age of four. But it was kind of like a gradual thing. Like we started going on the small roller coasters and the medium sized ones. And then now he can get on the big roller coasters. Uh So when I first got him on 
for example, with Universal, um, they have what's called Revenge of the Mummy. So he was kind of short for it. And we had just bought annual passes. And I was like frustrated thinking, okay, he's kind of short. How am I going to get this kid on this ride? Because he wanted to get on and he, you know, obviously he was sad because he couldn't get on. So I started doing research online and I found a blog post uh, from this, uh, I don't know if it's a, uh, like a group or whatever, but they called themselves Roller Coaster Moms. And they had a blog post about these special shoes that were like stilts. And <laughs> it had like a step-by-step instruction on how to basically grow two, in- two to three inches based on these shoes. So I basically bought a pair of flip-flops, uh, the hot glue gun, the hot glue, and I took the straps off of the you know, the flip-flop, and then I super glued it to the bottom of his shoe. And so they even said in the blog post what what slipper to get or what flip-flop to get because it had the right amount of sole that would give you the two or three inches that you needed to get on in terms of the <laughs> height requirement. So I slapped it on, and he put on the shoes. We tested it out at the mummy, and sure enough, it worked. He was tall enough to get on. He got on mommy and it was a smashing success. We took our kids for the first time to Hershey Park almost two years ago now. And we got on a roller coaster and our kids had been on roller coasters before, but like the really, really kiddie ones that, you know, just go up and down hills. And this one was like a real one with like some twists and turns. And I remember sitting there as they're checking like everybody's seatbelts and things and thinking, I don't think my kids are prepared for what they're actually going to do and what's coming, but I don't know how you can fix that. And so we just kind of (laughs) went and afterwards, like there's just a look of shock on everybody's faces of like what just happened. And, but they did have a wonderful time and we've got two girls that absolutely love it and love roller coasters but our son's not he's not so much a big fan he'll, yeah he'll do the he, tilt a world him and i night. hang out and do some fun stuff but okay but yeah. my my favorite is um <laughs> we have lots of kids in close in age but it makes it really difficult when we go on rides because we've got a baby so somebody has to stay with the baby either ren or i and then we've got three kids that are fairly small still so our oldest can okay. ride on her own and in her own seat, but the other two can't. So it's usually my oldest in her own seat, which absolutely freaks her out. <laughs> and then me right. and our next child. And so we went on the laugh track at Hershey Park, which is a inside roller coaster with two seats facing one way. And then like it's a small track and then two feet okay. facing yeah. the other one. And I'm then you're, with it. Yeah. And then your um, seat belt comes from the front and like folds down into your lap and it's kind of got like this bar on it and so we go on it and it was fabulous and it was fun and my girls were freaking out completely and um we got off the ride and she was six at the time she just goes mom that was fun but my heart hurts really really bad I said your heart hurts (laughs) she said yeah 
And I looked at her and I realized it was because she was so scared that she had basically wrapped herself around the seatbelt thing. The bar. And the bar had just <laughs> dug into like her rib cage and because she was just holding wow. on for dear life. And then I felt kind of bad, but she still liked it and wanted to go back oh, yeah. on she it. She wants to go again and again and again. But that's how I feel when I put my kids on a roller coaster of like, we're not quite sure what you're gonna find, but well, let's go. The, the the one I was thinking of is Storm Runner at Hershey Park. Yeah, and that's a good one. That one just like you, you sit there and then next thing you know, it goes like zero to 60 in 0.2 seconds. And uh, right. yeah, and uh, th- they weren't quite ready for that one. I'm hoping the, this summer when we go uh, that you take them on there because I want to see you guys do that one. Yeah, I like how it's you're not volunteering yourself. No, you're, I, you're volunteering I, I, me. I, hey, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, I am, I'm not a roller coaster guy. When, back in my single days, we'd go to a park in Utah called Lagoon. Okay. Um, not sure if you're familiar with Lagoon, but uh, it's just there north of Salt Lake. And uh, all my friends, would I, I didn't fall to peer pressure. You can't peer pressure me to do anything. But why would you pay for the ticket if you're not going to go There's on lots it? of other fun stuff. They have Dippin' Dots, too. Um, and, <laughs> oh, those uh, are so good. Yeah, they're so good, and they're hard to find sometimes, especially the, the peanut butter chocolate one. But uh, Ooh, yeah, so so yeah. They, they got some dipping dots. I went on some other ones. I went on one called like Mouse Trap, and that one was okay. It jerks you as you're going through it. But uh, and then I, and then they they I, I went to on the there's a Col- one called the Colossus where it does a lot okay. of the figure eights and stuff. And those ones I I can get through, um, and with a lot of grunting and and that. They also have a wood one there, uh, Lagoon. And I've gone on that okay. a couple of times, but those wood ones, it's not just so much like that they're scary. It's just, they are so jerky. They're very jerky. And, and very oh, oh, that's the best part. No, no. The jerky oh, yeah. part that, is, that's, yeah. Cause I've been fish, electrocuted too many times. Having that <laughs> sensation of, you know, almost falling out. That's great. Yeah. yeah. You gotta have those wooden ones. See, for me, <laughs> it, it almost knocks the wind out of me. Well, we went on a roller coaster in Hershey park and it was kind of the entrance into it was like, underneath another roller coaster so it was kind of hidden the big yellow one and i actually thought that no this was like the comet or something like that that's when you end up going on yeah. well i thought it was a different roller coaster that we were getting Sky on Rush is what you thought you were getting on as we're standing in line they have all these facts about these different roller coasters and it's talking about how this roller coaster is rocked every single day and inspected every single morning and how many miles that equals by the end of the year and like how many houses it can build and then i realized that it was a wood roller coaster and here I am standing with like my six and eight year old and I'm starting to get nervous. I'm like, it's been a long time since I've been on a wood roller coaster. Yeah. And it just kind of kept climbing up and climbing up and climbing up. And thankfully it was really high and it wasn't as high as the one that I thought we were going on. So I was glad for that. But the wood roller coasters are so scary. And I think my eight year old had to ride by herself on that one too. And she did not like that. Well, I think one of the things you said earlier, like how do you get them prepped for it and that kind of stuff. They have one at Hershey Park called the Trailblazer. And that that is that, our favorite, and that one, yeah, took him on it like eight that, that's times. That's a good and then start. It, was, it, is. it was a step up from there. Because as far as like, yeah, it's, it's all in steps. Yeah, it, yes. it's not like you know, just throw them on the big ride. No, <laughs> that's recipe for disaster. You got to do it in little increments. Part of my problem with roller coasters and is is uh, that same place Lagoon, um, I, specific trip we went on specifically uh, because my friends wanted to go on. Uh, a newer ride called the cannibal it takes you upside down different things it just looked nasty and uh, we got there and it was closed the whole weekend we were there and we found out why it was closed and i'm like 
there's no way I, after knowing that I would not go on it, but they would test it and a okay. dummy, a dummy fell out during the tests. And so they were going through repairs to make sure that people wouldn't fall out, in the, you know, in the future rides and stuff. And so my, I told my niece that, and she's big into roller coasters and, uh, you know, she was like 13 at the time. Two weeks later, she went down there, no problem getting on the, the cannibal. And she said it was awesome. There's people who are roller coaster riders and there's people like me. Just saying. Well, <laughs> I can totally sympathize with you in terms of that because, see, with me, I love roller coasters and stuff. But in terms of like the spinning rides and the tilt the wheel rides, oh, yeah. I don't do so well on those. Yeah. Right. For some reason, I just I can't take the spinning. But think... roller coasters, loop the loops and turns oh yeah all day long but not the spinning stuff i can't do it everyone that i that is all about roller coasters has the same issue with the tilt a whirl so i think you're you're onto something there there's people who are built to, to spin and there's people who are built to do the loop-de-loops and everything take, else take chi forces and stuff yeah like that. Exactly. i think there's definitely some truth to that yeah for sure yeah. for sure <laughs> but um i think i think with the wooden roller coasters um like those, those are a lot of fun. Like once you're into it and like you start liking roller coasters, I think you'll start to really appreciate the wooden roller coaster because like it sort of gives you this like nostalgic feeling of the roller coaster. Like there's one in New York called the Cyclone. It's, it's in Brooklyn. And so the Cyclone is like over a hundred years old, right? This thing is so rickety that on the turns, you literally see the ride car like bending Oh man! <laughs> because it's so old. But that's the best part because it's like <laughs> the best. You feel like it's going to break apart on you, but it doesn't. <laughs> so it just it stands the test of time, basically. But don't <laughs> but it's, all those it's horror really stories scare you a little bit about, all you know, the one girl who had long hair and her hair got caught in the track and she died or somebody who tried to stand up and they died. I mean, does that ever like cross well, your mind? Don't or... try to stand up. Well, obviously. <laughs> I, I know that some of them are like definitely like user error deaths. But like, yeah. Like for the most part, does that ever go through it? Or is it, like, no, let's just get on the roller coaster? I think my first time it did. <laughs> but after that, it's like, no, I don't even think of it because, you know, you have those restraints there. And most of the time, I always have my hands up. So I don't even check the restraints. I'm just like, okay. Like, as soon as they check it at the station, all right, we're good. <laughs> I just keep my hands up. So I, I really don't think about that type of stuff. And if it does fail, I mean, the odds of it are so small that even if it does happen, it's kind of like, oh, I guess it's my time to go because, yeah. you know. <laughs> What are the odds? Well, I, at I least feel, you're going doing something you love. I think that's how most of you roller coaster riders are. It's like if I get, if that's how I die, that's how I die. But no, now that we've established that there's those who are roller coaster riders and those who are not, there's ones I'm curious of. Not for me, but okay, I want to take my family. Who you know, a half of them really enjoy roller coasters. What's the best roller coaster to go to? Okay, so in general, like, I think in terms of the family coaster, I'm kind of biased to Florida, but I will say this. Um, I think Six Flags Great Adventure would be a good option because they have a water roller. Well, it's a, it's a hybrid coaster. It's called, it's called El Toro, 
And so El Toro is like a great family roller coaster. Even though it's fast, it's very smooth. It's not rough because there, there's roller coasters that are really rough. Oh, yeah. That if you don't keep your head back, you'll like smack into the, um, to the shoulder restraints. And um, or if it has like a back thing to it, like for your head, you'll you'll definitely bang into that. Um, but El Toro, you don't have that issue because it's basically just a winter roller coaster that's fast, but it's a lot of fun because you'll feel that adrenaline as you're going through the the track. And again, for a family type of roller coaster, I would definitely hit that. Um, here in Florida. Um, I would definitely say Hagrid's Magical Motorbike Adventure. I just got on it today. I'm biased. I'm sorry when it comes to... Because I just got off of it literally today. And that ride has like all the elements of a family coaster. It goes 50 miles an hour, but it's not rough. It's very, very smooth. Um, you barely feel anything on that ride. Uh, there's a lot of uh, special effects and elements to it. There's no screens, no anything. It's just just a storytelling roller coaster. And I think whoever's like a Harry Potter fan, which I'm not particularly, I mean, I like the movies and everything, but I'm not like a super fan of like Harry Potter. But if I was to get onto a storytelling roller coaster, which is what it is, it would be that. Um, How long that would be here in Florida. How long did you wait in line for it? Well, we left here early. We left here about a quarter to five because we live about 15 minutes away from the park. Okay. So we left here about a quarter to five, got there at five, waited about half an hour before we got into the parking garage. Once we got into the parking garage, from there to the gates, like another, I don't know, 10 minutes or so just walking. And then they basically opened the park early. They opened it around like 630 and once we got in, um, we were basically outside of Hogsmeade. And so, like, all the news outlets were there, like, from the local media to, to, to the Today Show. You had all these media people just filming, like, this grand opening. And um, it sort of, it was a lot of excitement. And that was actually, like, my first uh ride opening if you will because all the other ones that i tried to go to i was either late or just missed it completely but this one was like the first one that i actually went like early and got through all the stuff or whatever and it was a pretty pleasant experience i mean it was and then after the the park opened at nine uh we got on the ride around nine thirty or so 9.40. So it wasn't that much in terms of waiting after the park was open. It was more the waiting before the park opened, sort of jockeying for position. But the way with Universal handled it, um, they handled it exceptional because it wasn't like a stampede. No, they had barriers up. They only let in about uh, 200 people at a time by sections so there wasn't like any running around so i they did like a great job when it came to that so it, it was exceptional so you're saying best buy could probably follow them uh when it comes to black friday sales <laughs> totally because <laughs> <laughs> the stampede though i mean it's it's all over youtube like you know you would see it yeah like, in the walmart stuff, <laughs> holiday shopping or whatever 
So you can definitely see that. <laughs> we get these roller coaster sure. companies to come in and fix it. <laughs> fix line control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that um, brings me- definitely, I would say, yeah, Six Flags would be uh, um, El Toro. Here in Florida, definitely Hagrid's. Um, yeah, for sure. Like something that's not too fast, not too slow, something that'll give you like a medium type of speed. Anything that's at 50 miles an hour or below 50 miles an hour is your sweet spot when it comes to family coasters. And in terms of the loop-de-loops, it kind of depends if, you know, the person or persons in that family can tolerate that. It all depends on that. That's why you got to do it in steps because you figure it's like, okay, smaller ones, all right, we're good. Medium, okay, then... Because I, I feel like with Hagrid, Hagrid's like a medium type of roller coaster. It's not even like the big boy ones. So, that, yeah. That's the next step for our girls is we're going to go on a loop-de-loop one next. I, I Storm Runner, I'm going to be pushing you guys the for that one. The problem with Storm Runner is the way that it takes off. Like you come out slowly <laughs> out of it. And like normally you climb and so it comes out slowly and then it stops and then it shoots you out again and then you go do all the crazy stuff and it's the anticipation I, and I, I know they do it on purpose and I know it makes the ride good but watching it on the ground it's like ooh. I could probably just sit there and watch people reaction when they're just sitting there and you can just tell they're like freaking out a little they're, bit. Okay, they're gonna go now. How about now? How about now? And I'm pretty sure they just kind of like stall, stall and then <laughs> before you know it you're gone and you just hear yeah <laughs> yeah yeah in terms of that in terms of like roller coasters the ones that have like the biggest drops um those are like the worst ones because you're you're literally going up the hill yeah (laughs) and you're like you know anticipating like the feeling of the drop and everything and you see that you're getting close to the top like those i think are the worst for people who can't take it um now in Universal, uh, they they actually have the one called called the Hulk, the the Incredible Hulk coaster. I have been on it. Right, that one kind of takes all that out. It's like it shoots you out of the tunnel, and like everything is quick to the point. I actually, you know, and it's not like you know you're waiting and you're going up the hill and you're like anticipating the drop. You know, well that cheaper one... would be the worst, for example, well, in, in Bush Gardens in Tampa. The Incredible Hulk, I felt like, was hard because. They they climb you up in the tunnel, and so you're expecting to drop down. But then once you get to the top, it does its whole three, two, one, go type thing, and, and then, then it, just and shoots, then it you shoots you out, and you don't know where you're going because you're not going down like a typical roller coaster. I was not expecting that one on the Hulk, and I right. still blame my sister for taking me on that one. But what was the one you said in Bush Gardens? It, it's called Shikra. Okay. So Shikra is like one of those like hanging roller coasters. So it takes its time getting up the hill. And then it it goes around, and then you know you would figure, all right, it's gonna drop. No, it'll hang on the edge for like a good three, four seconds, and then it drops you. So it's like a ninety degree drop, and you see like the bottom, and you're like, when is this thing gonna drop? And it just drops you. <laughs> that I think would be like the worst for anybody who doesn't want to feel the drop or the anticipation of the drop. That would be the worst. Speaking of Bush Gardens, have you been to? Uh... Apollo's chariot Williamsburg yes okay. that one has like the zero G feeling yeah, yeah. And, and that was also the one where uh, 20 years ago uh, Fabio uh, was hit by a goose as he was coming down uh, I don't yeah know if you guys remember that story. I remember the story uh, yeah yeah, yeah it was, that was 20, <laughs> 20 years ago 
there at the I'd probably do that one just so I could say that I rode the ride that Fabio rode. I think that <laughs> nobody knows who Fabio is anymore. Everybody knows who Fabio is. Come on now. I twenty years ago is a long time he's ago. He's still relevant now. That was just when I don't know. I haven't even seen a Grey Poupon commercial in a long time. It's not Grey Poupon. It's uh it can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> but, uh, that was Fabio. <laughs> who is Grey Poupon? Some random people in like limos. <laughs> She's a little younger than me, so she was just a she was just a babe when uh, those commercials were going on. Yeah, in in Williamsburg, as a matter of fact, uh, there was one called Drakenfire, where it was it was only open for five years because, uh, well, yeah, five years it's a long time, but in that roller coaster. Um, the the G forces were so strong that people would pass out in certain parts of the ride. So I remember from <laughs> <the giant> fire, <laughs> you know, like there would be a person next to me. They'd be like, "Yeah, woo!" And then, boom. yeah, I've ever <laughs> seen a lot of YouTube videos. That's probably what would happen to me. Because man, just going over hills gives me butterflies in my stomach. So if you have a roller coaster that you could ride forever, <laughs> over and over and over again, do you have a favorite or are you looking, are you always looking for the next one? I'm always looking for like the next, uh, I want to say big thing, like the next technologically advanced roller coaster, something that's different, something that's unique, that's never been done before. Um, and Right now, I would have to say Hagrid, just because of the whole ride design, the storytelling of the ride. It's very unique. It's a very unique coaster. That's something that I've never been on. So it was like, whoa, you're on a, you're literally on a bike, and then it's like a side bike or a side chair for that bike, and it, it has like seven launches. There's even like a drop track where it drops you like 17 feet and um it's it's just different it's very different very unique and that's something that like i always look for it's something different um the hybrid coasters for example i know in bush gardens in tampa next year they're actually going to open up a roller coaster and it's it's kind of like a new roller coaster and an old roller coaster because I don't know if you guys have ever been on on the ride called Guazi. I don't know if you've ever been on Guazi. No. So 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 Guazi was a wooden roller coaster that had two roller coaster cars and they would race each other. So it would, you know, go through their own tracks at the same time. And it was all wooden, all wooden roller coaster. And they closed it down uh years ago. And Bush Gardens was trying to figure out what they were going to do with it. And they try to sell it off. They try to tear it down. They try to do, you know, all the things that they could to try to, you know, either make money off of it somehow by selling it or whatever. But ultimately, nobody wanted to buy Guazi. <laughs> so, so they decided, you know what, let's just build it new. And, you know, and they contacted, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, which I think, in my opinion, is like the premier roller coaster building company, Rocky Mountain Construction. And Rocky Mountain Construction is famous because they built a wooden hybrid roller coaster already at a theme park in Missouri called Silver Dollar City. 
So that one has for a wooden roller coaster, two inversions, two loop de loops on a wooden roller coaster. Oh, wow. That's crazy. But it's a it's a hybrid. It's a steel track and a wooden frame. So Rocky Mountain Construction has gotten it, you know, like a name for itself because of what they've been doing. So Bush Gardens called them up and say, Hey, can you re can you rebuild quasi for us? And they're like, Okay. So they're in the process of building Guazi anew. Oh, that's so cool. that's going to be coming out next year. Uh, I'm thinking summertime, maybe late summer. Uh, and that's and that's in addition to the new roller coaster that just opened up called Tigris, which is um, it's sort of like if I could think of a roller coaster. Um, I know there's one in Dorney where like. It's only like one track and it goes to the station like, you know, like a bunch of times. I can't remember the name of it, but it goes to the station like a bunch of times and it has like a loop to loop and a top card and it comes oh, down. Yeah. It's all one singular track. I and then it kind of goes backwards too. Like it'll go forwards and then backwards and then forwards again. That yeah, you go yeah. forwards and backwards. I just can't remember the name of the roller coaster that's in Dorney, but it does that. So, you know, with Tigris, it just opened up this year. And um, they even had like sneak peeks in terms of like Guazi. So, and it's going to have the two cars racing each other, just like the old Guazi, except it's going to have loop-de-loops and everything to it. So it's like, yeah, this is something that is going to be highly anticipated, especially for Bush Gardens, because they've never had anything like that before. Right. So, so I'm looking to get on that. So now we got to get yeah. to the gone tripping questions. So first off, what is your favorite place that you ever visited, roller coaster or non roller coaster related, just travel wise? The land of maple leaf. Canada. No, Hope, New Jersey. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what it is about that place. They have like these little like roller coaster kitty rides and everything. I don't know what it was, but I love that place. That place has like a I don't know. It's like Disney on steroids. That's hilarious. The land. <laughs> is it still open? Yeah, it's right. still open. Okay, Let's we'll add it to our bucket list. The land of maple it's leaves. Just, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no. He didn't say. I don't know what it is about. It's just. Is that why you said Canada? Place. Oh wait, did you say the land of make believe? Make believe. The land of make believe. Oh, yes. not maple you, leaves. I thought you said the the land of make. No, no, not, not make believe. Make believe. Canada. Yes. <laughs> My bad. It, it's got like a I don't know. It's got like a magical feel to it. It's got these like rides that are very nostalgic. I like that place. I really do. Like that's one. That's like my favorite place to go to. If if I'm ever like, you know, back in the New York City, New Jersey area, I definitely want to go to that. So our second question is: Where is one place that's still on your bucket list that you have not been able to go to but plan on going to at some point? Um, I want to go to Dollywood. I have heard amazing things about Dollywood. Like several people that I know actually have annual passes <laughs> to Dollywood because they love it so much. And it's like a good eight hours away. Like they love it. Yes. I want to go to Dollywood. Um, I definitely want to go to uh, to uh, Dubai because they have, I mean, it's a lot of money, but I want to go to Dubai because they have like the world's tallest, fastest roller coaster. It's in Ferrari world. And it's like it's like this red roller coaster that's like shaped like a Ferrari, and you go like 250 miles an hour oh, gosh. on that thing. It's it's insane. 
it's insane. So I, I would definitely want to go there just just to ride the road. I don't care about what they have there. Or, <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm a theme park person and I love roller coasters. I could care less about what's going on in the world. So. <laughs> okay. So last question: What is the biggest travel fail that you've experienced? So my biggest fail, okay. So my biggest fail would be um, I was around 16 and I was visiting my sister in in Florida. She she was living at the time near Miami. So we went to this this uh, county fair over there and they had like this this spinning ride and it's one of those where you know you're in a chair and it's, it's like this big, huge basket yeah. and everybody's sitting in it and it starts going like this, yeah, like swinging like that. And all of a sudden it's like, like this type yeah. of deal. Like it goes upside down, it spins around all the way around. So I went on that thing and I got on and almost threw up. It, it was just terrible. <laughs> I hated it. It was just one of those. And then my sister was laughing her head off because she's never seen me like that. <laughs> so, so do you go yeah. on those kinds of rides anymore? Like, have you conquered that ride since then? Or are you just like, no, I'm staying No, I don't go near it. I, <laughs> I give a healthy respect. I'm like, you have my respect. You're not, I'm not worthy. But, yeah, I'm not, I don't, yeah, I don't mess with it. Well, we want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing about your knowledge of roller coasters and your connoisseurism. Is that a word? <laughs> yes. Connoisseurism. If it isn't, it is now. It is now. <laughs> well, no, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. It's such an honor to be on your show. And, you know, you know, you guys do great work. I am gone tripping. I think we're going to do an episode that is fully on how to travel with friends. Yeah, I could see that being a, a good topic to discuss, to discuss. A helpful topic, maybe? Yeah. It's just funny. Like, the more people you always add to a trip, um, the more... Difficult? Yeah. Like, kids, it's like, you know what? You're just doing what we tell you to. <laughs> With friends, I feel like there's some pressure. Like, you, you want to do what they would like to do, but you also can't just go along with whatever. Well, and uh, there's been multiple times where uh, you've done trips... I've done trips and as a single guy with a bunch of single friends and it's always one of those things where by the end of it, I'm finally just like, you know what? This is what I'm doing. If you want to come, come. If you don't, don't because it just gets frustrating because one person doesn't want to go to this place. The other person wants to, uh, doesn't want to camp. They want showers or they won't do it. Oh, is, um, is that towards me? Because I like no, because you 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 say that, but you will do it without. You've done it without. So, um, but there are people who are like, I'm not like threatened. Like I'm not going to go unless there's showers. So can I and, tell you the worst travel story that we've ever done with friends that actually ruined the friendship? <laughs> is that you and I? Or no? Okay, just in my personal life. Okay, what is that? So we were traveling with some friends and. We had decided Disney was doing some promotion that year that you got into Disney for free on your birthday. And our other friends, their wife and I both had birthdays a day apart, which is crazy. And so we thought, oh, let's go down to Disneyland. She'll get a day for free. I'll get a day for free. We'll go to Disneyland two days in a row and 
and we'll just go and play. And so they split it and they decided they'd cover the cost of the hotel and we'd pay for one of the activities. And so we paid for, um, what's it called with the, the midnight, not the, the night people that go in dual. Oh, medieval times. Yes. So we paid for medieval times. Like we were paying for it out of our own pocket. We like got like not the cheap. Was that any good? Um, is like a one-time thing, like do it once so you can say you did it. I think if I had had kids at this point, it would have been more fun and more enjoyable. But like people like talk about the experience and our experience was just kind of, yeah, like we asked for silverware and they're supposed to be like, you can't eat with silver. They didn't even say anything. I think they just handed us (laughs) silverware. So I don't know if it it was just a bad night or it was just was what it was. But we paid for like some, you know, kind of primo tickets and they ended up paying for our hotel, which was very nice. But they didn't actually pay for the hotel at all. They paid with their daddy's points. <laughs> Can mm. you tell that this story is going to get really good? Yeah. So, and then they were also people that needed to do everything all together. And I am not that kind of person. I feel like I need like at least two hours a day to be able to go do my own thing. Right. I don't need anybody following me around. I don't need, I don't need somebody being like, what do you want to do now? What are you doing to do now? Like, I feel like everybody needs some space to breathe. Yeah. And they were not like that. <laughs> So not only, so there was one particular episode where I had gotten soaked, like head to toe. It was so uncomfortable. I wasn't drying off, like not even with the sun. And I just wanted to take the trolley to our hotel and change and then come back. But like that was not allowed. Like I was not allowed to leave the park. And then if I was going to leave the park, then everybody had to come with me. And then you well, feel bad because now everybody has to, to leave. Just to clarify, because of the friends and not because of the park rules. Correct? No, no, not because of the park rules. Definitely yeah. because of the friends. Because they were like, oh, no, 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 you can't go on your own. And it was like, I'm a grown woman. I can handle a trolley ride to a hotel and back like I think I think I can handle that like right. there were cell phones like I could have found you would have been fine so it was just things like that the things just were not working right and you know by the end they got really mad about something and they were like well we paid for the hotel <laughs> it was like <laughs> but you you didn't pay for the hotel first off like we actually yeah. paid with our own money for this thing that we were responsible that ended up being about the same amount of what the hotel would have been had they not been paying with daddy's points right and it needless to say the friendship was a little bit strained after that <laughs> but it was just very like I love traveling with friends I've had some really great great trips with friends but then there's always that one sometimes that just is like what went so terribly wrong (laughs) well i think when you get to like families traveling together you have to kind of do your own thing and say okay we're gonna go to disneyland and then you kind of gotta go and and from there and kind of say okay we're gonna do this and then if one of them says well i have a really good deal on a hotel for two families cool take advantage of that but you can't go into like okay we're gonna go do this trip together and, and do everything together. Yeah, because I mean, I, that's just, that's I where I think, think problems start really happening. Well, I do think that some families like travel really well together. Like I know several families who like, you know, go in on a timeshare together, like a houseboat or something, and they always go to the same place every year. Yeah, but at the same time, it's not like, hey, we're going water skiing at this time, so you have to go with us at this time. Yes, or you have to agreed. go to the bathroom at this time and this time. <laughs> that's like, really how I felt. I was so mad that I could not go I know, change. I, got, so I was like, I know plenty wrong? of people who do houseboats down at Lake Powell, but it's, I mean... You know, some will on Sunday will go to church and some will stay on the houseboat and hang out, you know, and then, and there's no like, oh, I can't believe you're not going to church or, hey, I can't believe you're going to church. There's none of that. It's just like, cool, you do what you want. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. So I almost feel like we should have people call in and tell their worst stories and their best stories about traveling with friends. And then we air an episode about it because I think it would be hilarious. Well, let's try it out. Let's see what we can get. So call. Whose number are we giving? <laughs> is what you're going to do is you're going to 
email it to us or message it to us on Instagram or Facebook at Gone Trippin Podcast, and we will air your stories on the air in the next couple episodes. Sounds good. We'll see what happens. Don't forget to visit the website for show notes at gontrippinpodcast.com and tag us with your favorite travel and adventure pictures on Instagram using the hashtag gontrippin or at gontrippinpodcast. Subscribe on any of your favorite podcast listening apps and make every trip an adventure. Gontrippin' my wagoneer and I, gontrippin' reading the road signs, gontrippin' one playlist at a time, gontrippin' odometers ticking. I'm doing a rebel sipping. I'm a road warrior on a mission. You won't find me just sitting home wishing. Cause I, I am gone tripping.